Okay, now we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York show 108. Things are heating up. Recorded live on Friday, October 11, 2019. This here is my audio diary where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode is going to be very politic and current event heavy, and then a little bit about what's going on with me. Uh, so it's going to be jam-packed. We'll see how long it goes, but I'm pretty excited about it. I got my new office chair without the squeak, so hopefully you guys like it. Yeah, man. Heart and soul of New York City. I'm feeling it, y'all. I'm feeling it. Got a little hood in me coming out. (laughs) More on that. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm from the streets. I am definitely not. Not really. Well, kind of. But no, I stayed straight and narrow. I stayed with the school and the book smarts. I did not graduate from the school of hard knocks. I am a uh, mama's boy, so to speak. Anyways, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 108, and I am just, I'm in just a, I'm in a great mood. I am trying another different mic technique. I'm just using my computer. Don't use, I'm not using two screens to move back and forth because I, I hate that lack of focus. I want to be able to concentrate on one thing and one thing only, and that is talking into a mic. I have it positioned in a new way, so hopefully the P's aren't popping like they had in the last episode. I did notice it. Some people didn't, so that's good. I, I got some immediate feedback from uh, Maria, <laughs> my girl. We're still together. We hardly see each other because of school and stuff, but, you know, we keep in touch and uh, we try to stay close. So, uh, you know, she keeps giving me uh, her support and I appreciate all that. But anyway, let's let's get right on with the show. As you notice, you're not hearing any squeaking. I'm moving around like crazy like I always do. I got to notice my speed in talking. She did bring that up, and that's just the New York in me, you know, because we have that New York minute. We're all about getting from one place to the other in in record time, in as little time as possible, trying to weave and, you know, bob and weave and just wind through the crowd. But that may not relate, that may not translate really well in audio. And I noticed that with my podcast, because the podcast that I listen to, I mean, and the reason being, I speed up my podcast when I listen to them because to me, they're talking too slow. But that is how recordings are done. Even Howard Stern talks at a much slower pace than I do. And uh, well, everyone on radio or podcasting in general does, unless you're listening to speed rap, well, you know, like. People like uh, Busta Rhymes and Eminem and others who are trying to emulate that style where they really talk at a rapid machine gun pace. I like it. That's that's up my speed. <laughs> but anyways, I'm just doing a regular talk thing here. I'm not a rapper. So I should definitely be mindful or conscious of the speed in which I talk. And sometimes I can't help it. It's just it just comes out when I'm very excited, when I um I have a lot on my mind that I'm trying to spit out. Uh yeah, 
when when I get passionate about things, I just speed up. Or like I said, when I'm excited, I don't know if I'm nervous. When I'm angry, maybe not. No, when I'm angry, I I, uh, I get louder, and uh, that's much rarer because uh, I I don't really have a lot to get angry about. But that was three minutes of nonsense. Anyways, let me you know moving on. So let's get to the news chunk of the show. I'm really uh, happy with the way things are going for the most part in terms of you know, karma coming back to bite people in their butts because uh, it's about time bad people pay for their, you know, for the consequences of their bad actions. One of them is uh, Betsy DeVos. She's the head, uh, she's secretary of education, I believe. And she's a big charter, not charter. She's, she's a big uh, private college. Yeah, no, no, she's into, she's pro charter schools, pro um, these they're not really colleges, but they're like these private uh, schools or whatever that charge people lots of money for like certifications. And then it doesn't necessarily pan out job wise, but they still keep the money. So anyway, uh, there was a ruling previously done and she was supposed to because uh, this school in particular was was supposed to pay back money owed to these students that owed no money but they were being charged like they did and so obviously that's an incorrection so they need to refund the money to these people and she was told you, you got to do it she didn't so now she's in court for uh, contempt that's what they're putting on her trial for possible uh, contempt charges which I'm happy about because you know what she needs to uh, this billionaire shouldn't be taking money she already has money she's a billionaire why are you taking it from the poor like come on the poor barely able to rub two pennies together and here you are trying to steal more from them like screw that pay the pay the consequences it's about time anyways next of course the impeachment process is happening we all know that we uh us anti-mega and anti-trump people are definitely thrilled about that so here's a couple of things here's the breakdown i don't want to get into too much detail because I read the articles briefly. I don't have all the details meshed out in my head. You know, I don't have good short-term memory. <laughs> but here are the bullet points. Two cronies of Giuliani's got arrested while they were on their way to their air to the airport to, uh, you know, leave the country. And uh, they were involved with the whole Ukraine situation where Giuliani, you know, went out there and tried to force the Ukrainian government to give quote unquote dirt on Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, and try to use that as a way to blackmail or threaten Joe Biden come election time, because you know, you have this dirt that you can try to use as leverage. But of course that's illegal. You're not supposed to, you know, use foreign influence to try to tamper with the machinations of the U.S. government. That's just not allowed. It's against the Constitution. It's literally in the freaking Constitution, in the one of the articles of uh, of the Constitution, like one through four. I forget which one. Probably two or three. Anyways, it's illegal. Not supposed to do it. And he doesn't have any representation with the government. He doesn't have a government position. He's just the private attorney. I don't know how Giuliani decided to uh, become this position because, you know, he was a mayor at one point, but he decided to be Trump's personal defense attorney. You only need a defense attorney when you're on trial and you need a defense. 
So this action is definitely the opposite. This is uh, an attack, and it's against a opponent. So obviously it's illegal. You're not supposed to do this. And somehow he was trying to go in there like he had government authority or authority from the government to take this illegal action, but he doesn't. And so far, two of his cronies got caught. They're obviously going to, or at least I'm hoping, they're going to squeal like the pigs they are. And then that will implicate Giuliani, and then he'll get arrested. And then once arrested, if he gets arrested, Giuliani will have to decide, hmm, do I maintain my patient, not patient, my my confidentiality, my uh, client's confidentiality, because, you know, lawyers are supposed to have that or you're going to waive it so that you can you know squeal like another pig that you are definitely (laughs) and uh yeah and then that'll eventually of course that will then implicate the orange man himself trump so there's that pompeo the uh i think he's secretary of state at the moment he obviously got called by congress to show up to be questioned about this whole situation, because obviously he's also involved with this whole uh, Ukraine thing, and he's just being uh, stubborn and arrogant and saying, nope, I'm not going to show up. So now he's just not getting paid. Like, okay, well, if you're not proceeding with government procedure, you don't get your check. So that's one action that Congress is taking against him. And obviously they're also subpoenaing, they're, they're, uh, they're sending out subpoena, they're issuing subpoenas out to these people who are blatantly going against the law, obstructing the procedures of the impeachment hearings. So that's happening. And last but not least, former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, who's the department, who's secretary of energy. He just got subpoenaed again, because somehow during one of Trump's press hearings, he uh, he brought up Rick Perry's name, saying that I didn't even want to talk to the to the Prime Minister of Ukraine or any of the or the ambassador or whatever. This was all Rick Perry's idea, and Rick Perry, being the genius, quote unquote, that he is, sarcasm. If you can't hear it, obviously he's no genius. He's he implicated himself. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I did. I I, I asked him to call Ukraine. Now he did, in fact, ask Trump to call the Ukraine. However, he did not ask Trump to call the Ukraine regarding Biden. He asked him to call the Ukraine regarding his position, which is energy, you know, the dealings that he had to uh, discuss regarding some agreements that the U.S. has with the Ukraine in terms of energy and arms and all that, all that jazz. So actual government stuff. But Perry apparently was unaware that, I don't know how, but he was unaware that Trump was being implicated about using the you know using the Ukraine to try to uh, get some dirt on Biden, and Trump was now throwing you under the bus to implicate you for this sordid activity, which you have no knowledge of and are not part of. But you then opened your mouth and stepped in it by saying, "Yeah, yeah, that was my idea to call the Ukraine," not realizing the underlying implications, which is you suggested that he call them to try to get dirt on Biden. And that's not what you did. So now you're getting subpoenaed. 
you're going to have to step up to Congress and plead your case. And obviously, you know, the truth in this case will set you free because you're not involved with that whole Ukrainian mess in terms of the Biden situation. You were just doing your job and telling him to call the Ukraine because of other things that were on the docket. And I'm not getting into I'm not getting more detail oriented about that situation because I don't really know a lot about it other than Rick Perry is not involved with the Biden situation of the Ukraine calls. So moving on, Elizabeth Warren, who was at one point my number two possibility. If uh, Bernie doesn't make it, then I will vote for Elizabeth Warren. However, she is taking a page from the Barack Obama playbook, and I am not at all happy about it. Number one, she uh, finally released her um, her medical plan, and it's not at all as uh, it's not as good as Bernie's. It doesn't give the full coverage that Bernie's medical plan, medical for all plan, is giving, and it's crazy because this whole time during the debates, you were saying, "Yeah, I'm all about Medicare for all." And now your plan is a deviation from Medicare for all. So how did that happen? Why aren't you just completely supporting Bernie's plan, which is complete coverage? And you're giving uh, another one of your quote unquote plans with all those details. But a lot of these like like your whole thing about free education only for up to 500,000. And, you know, you have all these little loopholes and stipulations why not just a blanket statement a full comprehensive coverage of men of you know medical care but no you're not doing that you you have all these uh stipulations and what have you so there's that so that already made me okay you're definitely a number two on my in my book and your foreign affairs history is is lacking you're always supporting i mean you'll you'll, you'll do it kicking and screaming but when the military asks for the money, you vote yes on the money for more military spending. And Bernie, of course, is always a no. So yeah, that that's another thing that I, which is which is why Warren is number two in my book, or was. This last thing that she did, though, she, because um, she always said, you know, I'm all about grassroots funding for my campaign. But then there was a stipulation that once she becomes a nominee, if she becomes a nominee, she will get big, corporate backing she will take in all that big money from this you know that every other democrat corrupted democrat gets and uh we're trying to get big money out of politics so that was like a big question mark like wait but why would you do that if uh, you're trying to clean up big money from from government so she was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Even if I become the nominee, I won't do that. And I definitely won't ask for big money for the Democratic Party. However, now, once again, she pivoted and she's leaning center towards the Barack Obama uh, centrist elitist side. And she's now saying, if elected, she will push, for, she will help prom, uh, try to get that big money for the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. Uh, you know, the stuff that Bernie is like, no, we're trying, we're going to get rid of big money from the DNC and from the Democratic Party. Elizabeth Warren is on the opposite end of that argument. So right there, that's it. That right there tells me, OK, you're going to be exactly like Obama. You're going to you're saying one thing and then you're going to 
just give them what they want and i am not for that because then you're gonna then you're gonna compromise on everything if you're compromising on big money in politics then your party will stay corrupted you know there's going to be fewer chances for people like the squad and bernie sanders to get into the party to clean it up because you're giving the corrupted politicians incentives to stay and keep pushing the fight for corruption because you're not holding them accountable and you're not taking out the big money so if that big money keeps coming in your uh, policy decisions will be influenced by big money, which goes against us, the people. And so that that right there is more of a reason why Elizabeth Warren is not someone that I am in favor of. I, I'm, I'm completely Bernie all the way. And if she's not in and, and if he's not in the, uh, the ticket, he's not in, on the Democratic ticket, I... I don't know what I'm going to uh, do. I will have to decide at game at crunch time. Anyways, moving on. One last thing, uh, and this is the last news chunk story of the day, <laughs> of the episode, I should say. Um, as you know, Bernie doesn't get a lot of press from the media. If he does, it's a lot of negative press. And so this guy, this uh, supporter of Bernie, I don't know his name. I've heard it a few times. I've seen the ad a few times. I just don't remember his name. But he made uh, his own Bernie ad that is great. It's like a five-minute ad. It, it's been all over Twitter and uh, probably on YouTube. And a bunch of uh, shows like the ones I listen to, which are, you know, the Majority Report, the Young Turks, etc., etc. And so the ad basically shows... It's a compilation of clips where you'll see MSNBC and all the negative talking points are in these MSNBC footage clips uh, on the ad. And then you'll see them juxtapose with with uh, Bernie Sanders' actual actions. So there'll be a thing like you never see him smiling and then you'll see footage of him actually smiling. He's a guy who's always screaming and cursing people out and you know pointing a finger and this and that. And then you see video of him like hugging his constituents and supporting them and and consoling them and things like that. And then you'll see, I don't see any young people uh, supporting him. And then you see footage of him with young people. I, I only see uh, young people supporting him. And then you see footage with old people supporting him. You know, you know just, you know, tit for tat. All the negative stuff that you see. Uh, women, there are no young women that like him. Women just get an icky feeling from him. And then you see him, you know, with a, with a bunch of rallies with women pushing women's rights and stuff like that. So... Oh, he doesn't. One of the other ones is like he doesn't have a multinational, a multiracial following. He's only catering to a select group of people. And then obviously you see black people, Hispanics, minor, uh, all kinds of minorities, transgendered, Asians, all of them pushing for a Bernie ticket. So it's a great ad. I recommend. I, I will put a link in the show notes for you to see it if you want to. And uh, yeah, enjoy it and spread the news. Uh, keep, uh, if you can, just uh, share it with everyone. And that's the end of my news chunk. And that's uh, what twenty minutes. Okay, it's gonna do, it's gonna be a typical show, maybe a thirty minute run. We'll see. So, this is a recognition of hypocrisy on my part that I've finally and coming to terms with. And that is, I poo-poo reality TV. 
I say I poo-poo reality TV. And for the most part, that is correct. I hate reality TV. I don't watch, uh, what is it, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, uh, any of the wife shows, any of the um, tattoo shows. I don't, I don't like cops. I don't like any of those type of shows. But there is a big but to that statement of me not liking reality shows. There is a niche that I realize I do have a weakness for. And I still, in my heart of hearts, don't think of them as reality uh, shows. But they are. And, and, and they are, especially by how contrived they are. And it's not, it's not a pure thing. Like all reality shows, there is a lot of editing done. There's a lot of uh, contrived situations and there's a lot of uh, manufactured events. And so because of that, it's a reality show. There's just no way around it. It's one of those reality TV type of shows. So what are they? The, the, they are these contest shows. Those are the reality TV type shows that I am a sucker for. The newest one that I'm currently watching is on Netflix. It just came out, I want to say this week, if not a few days ago. It's called Rhythm and Flow. And it is a rap competition type of show. And it's very much a reality TV show because it's not live, number one. And it's not just about the competition. They show you the, the personal angle of these, of these uh, contestants. You get to get, a, get a, a window into their personal life. You get to see the people in their lives that they're fighting for. You hear the sob stories. You hear the hard... Uh, times that they've had their trials and their tribulations their redemption stories all that jazz everything that would emotionally that will evoke emotion from you and try to get you invested in those people and root for them when then you when you finally do see them perform in front of the judges in this case the judges are cardi b uh ti and um chance the rapper so Especially with this last show, because this show, unlike the other ones that I'm about to uh, admit to, this is definitely this is like a sh this is almost completely reality driven. Because you see a you see a bulk. I've I've seen the four episodes now, and you really like see this uh, window into their lives. Like you get you really see how, where they live, how they live, what do they do in their free on you know with their free time and all that stuff, which is very come on, it's reality TV. I, I can't. I can't front on that. Yeah, I'm talking slang, uh, slangish right now because uh, talking hip hop stuff. I I don't know. It does bring it out in me. But yeah, I I can't I can't uh, front anymore. It's it's reality TV, and and especially because the competition, some of it's it's really chopped up. The ones that get rejected versus the ones that don't. I'm sure the order isn't exactly chronological. They they edit it in a way so you get to see the best for last and all that stuff. It's a reality TV show. I got sucked into it. I'm hearing great. I'm a big fan of lyrical rap. I'm sure you've heard me. You're probably sick of hearing me say that about rap music. Uh, but I hate trap music. I hate mumble rap. I love lyrical rap. That's why I'm a big Eminem fan. He is it by far, in my opinion, is the best ever. Uh, he, he really, yeah, he just like knocked it out the park. But there's some new new guns that are pretty good too. You have uh, Logic, you have um, Little Dicky, you have uh, Kendrick Lamar, you have um, T uh, what's his name, 
uh, J Cole. There's some there's some good ones out there, and the and the judges. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of their music. I'm definitely a fan of Cardi B's political views because she's like, she's on the same side as I am. She's a big Bernie bro, even though she's a girl. I'm I'm gonna call her Bernie bro. I mean, some people want to play off and say Bernie bra. You get it, bra. But whatever. She's a Bernie supporter like myself, so I, I'm aligned with her in terms of her political views. Not really a fan of her music. I I won't deny she has a skill. She's definitely skilled at what at her type of music. I'm not a fan of it. Ti I've never really heard before. Chance the Rapper I've heard a few of his songs from that album, the Coloring Book that came out. I have to listen to more of it because um, I'm hearing uh, I'm hearing mixed reviews about him. That he, he he started off as a good rapper and now people are saying his newer stuff isn't so hot. But whatever. The show just came out and I'm already four episodes in and yeah it's 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 very reality show driven and um i can't deny it anymore okay on to the next ones obviously the newest one that i discovered is called masked singer and it really is a talent show uh, but it's very i mean come on they're they're all reality shows okay forget it It, i'm just gonna i'm not gonna deny it any longer (laughs) so this other one is called the masked singer where uh, Nick Cannon is the host. It's definitely a show. It's 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 originally from Korea, South Korea that is. But uh, you know, like all these other talent shows that came from other places, this one specifically Korean, is basically uh, you have these uh, former cele- well, I wouldn't say former celebrities, but you have these celebrities behind masks and costumes and what have you, and they're singing in front of the judges, and the judges are trying to figure out. Um, they're more detectives than judges because they're not they're not really judging them per se they're more trying to figure out who is the person behind the mask and so these people sing they give out these little clues here and there and then uh you try to figure out who it is and see if you're right the loser of that round has to unmask themselves and then you get to be either a be surprised by who it was like you did not see who that you did not see that person coming like you had no idea it would be that person behind the mask or b you get to validate your guess so that's another fun show it's uh the first season was great. I liked it a lot. The second season has j- is just started. It's on episode two or three right now. Um, yeah, it's it's probably three or four at this point. I saw the the, the two newest episodes. I love the first episode, uh, first season. I binged through it in under a week. Second season, the the two episodes that I've seen, I haven't really been crazy about it. So I don't know if I'm gonna continue watching it. But my point is, it, these are the type of shows that I'm a sucker for. So you think you can dance is an old favorite. I haven't. Watched it in many seasons, uh, but recently I've been rewatch. I've been not rewatching. I've been watching the current season with uh, Maria. Um, right now it's on hold because again we haven't been watch. We haven't been with each other for a while because school and work. Just no time. But whenever uh, we're able to meet up, we uh, we start watching that show. So that's an ob- another one, obviously. Of course, there's Songland, which is produced by Adam Levine. That's a cool show because it shows the songwriter's point of view. You get to see how how a song is created. You have a, a writer bring up a pitch, their song idea to an artist. And then if the artist picks it up, great. It, gets go, it goes to the studio and gets worked on and, and, and finished up. And then it gets picked up and becomes a song in an album. So that's a cool show because you get to see that whole process. Obviously, it's a reality uh, reality TV show because it gets chopped down and edited for time. 
but I find it fascinating. I, I've enjoyed the episodes I've seen, so I will probably continue watching it. And, of course, there's The Voice. It's back. Uh, the judges, right, of, as I mentioned, Adam Levine is no longer... Uh, well, I, didn't, I guess I didn't mention it just now. He's doing Songland. He's producing Songland, and he's also no longer on The Voice. So the judges are uh, Blake Shelton, still there, his girlfriend, uh, Gwen Stefani, John Legend, and, of course, Kelly Clarkson. And they're, they're wonderful people. I like their personalities. And um, right now I'm watching the editions of the current season. Um, I love the blind editions. That's my favorite part of The Voice. I don't know if I'll continue once their teams are selected. I might watch some of the battle rounds. Once it gets to the live show, for some reason I just lose interest. Because the people generally that I care for, they tend to get eliminated. And the people that everyone else cares for, who are not necessarily the best singers, for whatever reason, they get a fan base and they move on to the next round, and I just lose interest. But whatever. It's a show that I'm watching a little bit right now. If Whenever I can. Not a lot of time there. Uh, I definitely don't have a lot of time. But, I uh, yeah, I'm a, I can't help but compel my... And I guess that's another reason why I watch these shows, because these, these are the type of shows that I can watch whenever, because there's no story arc to get invested in like a scripted show. And it's a competition, and you're rooting for whoever you're rooting for. So I like to see people succeed, I guess. So that, that's, I guess, why these are the type of reality shows that I like versus the ones that are just all melodramatic, like The Bachelor, the one where people are in a house all the time. Uh, what's it? Big Brother. I don't care about that nonsense. I, I, I hate drama in my own life. Why would I watch other people wallow in theirs? But these talent shows, they're giving you more than just, I mean, they'll, they'll have a little bit of personal tales to, to get you emotionally invested. But more than anything, for me, it's about the their talent, whether it's singing or dancing or in this new show, rapping. Like I'm really listening to their rap lyrical ability, and that is what compels me to root for the person. I, I like people who are talented, and I want nothing but the best for them. And so, yeah, Hustle and Flow uh, sucked me in. I, I hope uh, the show gets picked up again for another season in uh, on Netflix. Now, what's weird about this Netflix show, unlike every other show, is that they're uh, they're not giving you the whole season. They're they're sprinkling it out, uh, and and I'm wondering why. I'm I'm still not caught up completely, so maybe it's going to be sort of live because it'll come out the week that it was filmed I guess I don't know it's interesting that they're they're taking that approach with this show versus every other Netflix show that just gives you the whole enchilada in one fell swoop but that's that's all I have to say today I'm at the 30 minute mark that's good if you have any questions comments what have you uh, you can always reach me at my website juliofromnewyorkshow.com just click on the contact section of my website and write to me there. and uh, Or I'm on Twitter, at Julio from NY. So until next time, thank you for listening.